Hello, hello. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be on here. Oh my gosh, guys, it is January. Can we believe it? Like, can we believe that it is now 2022? (laughs) And I just want to like laugh out loud really quick because I'm actually still recording this in December, but it's close enough. It's close enough. So I'm just going to sit here and pretend like I am talking to you in 2022. Um, If you can see, I know you can't see. Oh my God. If you can hear my voice, you can kind of see if you can imagine how excited I am to come back onto season four of the podcast. I missed you all so much. Um, I love this platform. And I feel like sometimes I get in and out and in and out about how I feel about podcasting. Cause to be honest, it is so much work, way more work than I thought. And, um, my next guest and I were talking about this before we recorded, but, um, Lorena from dear lash love is on today. And her and I were talking because she had once did a podcast. It is one of the biggest podcasts in our industry. It's one of like my most inspired podcast for me to start my own. Um, it was beauty BFF or wait, beauty biz BFF podcast. Um, they no longer do it anymore, but Lorena just, um, started her own. And so her and I were talking about how freaking hard it is to, you know, record by yourself. It is like way difficult. (laughs) You're like staring into abyss right now to give you a visual. I am staring at these three paintings. They all are, um, tan and they have black leaves and they are super bougie looking. Um, I am actually in a conference room right now in Hyde park in Tampa, Florida. Um, I have a membership here. I use it for work, which is fur. Um, I run my, um, conference, not my conferences, but I run my webinars out of these rooms right now. So I thought, you know what? My son is at home for winter break. I am going to utilize this space. So if it's a little bit echoey, um, that's why usually I am in like my little closet because all that, um, sound is so dimmed down by the clothes in there. So yeah. If I'm a little echoey, that's why. Um, So this intro is a little longer than usual, and my episode is long too. Lorena and I could literally not stop talking. So, but so many good good nuggets in there. So hang tight for the episode. Um, But I wanted to make this episode one where I just give you a rundown of what you can look forward to in the near future, aka 2022. So. My number one big announcement is, drum roll please, I will be going bi-weekly. So instead of releasing a podcast every single week, I am going to go down to every other week. And I talked about this on my Instagram, but if you don't follow me there, um, I'll explain it in here. Uh, basically, I was you know, feeling so pressured to come out with these like amazing episodes every single week and getting people on the podcast was getting hard. Um, especially, you know, getting people's schedules together, not only that, but you know, different coasts, like for instance, you know, West coast and I are three hours apart. So just the difficulty of that, And, you know, just the timeline, like seven days seems like a lot to come out with a new episode, Um, but it got really difficult. And so I would try to pump out same episodes just with me, which I had a couple that I was just ranting and actually did really well. But, you know, again, you can only rant about so much. And so 
What I decided is um, for my boundary for myself this year, I would go down to bi-weekly um, and then just make sure I'm giving you some badass content every single time I p- come out with anything. So um, I'm excited about that. I know it's a little annoying not having you know me in your ear every week, but it is for the best. Um, so that's announcement number one. Announcement number two, I'm still thinking about creating a Facebook group. Um, I really want to make it super intimate. So um, be on the lookout for that announcement. I'll make that, you know, in here in the podcast only. So if it's not, you know, this episode, obviously it will be into the next. So that also is going on. And then, um, oh, there's so much, there's so much, and I'm still in December and nothing has been launched yet. But um, I'm also starting an esthetician blog. So that is going on to thewaxingguide.com where you can get the best Brazilian training, both hard and soft wax. Hello. Um, But I will have a blog on there where you can feature yourself and your talents and what you know. I think so many times, like, I've always said this. I will always say this. Like there's small, the smaller accounts out there that I believe should have way more followers and bigger accounts because again, like following doesn't really matter in terms of like knowledge. I think there could be the most badass waxer out there with 200 followers. And then, you know, maybe the 50,000 follower waxer just had like, I don't know, better timing or marketing's better or, you know, they are on their stories more. So people are are more interested in their personal life or whatever it may be. But I still think there are just so many people out there that are not recognized yet in our industry. Um, And you may be one of them listening right now. So I created the um, Waxing Guide blog for you to share, you know, your talents, um, give you a place to teach others. I think that it's really cool. So that also is going on. Um, DM me if you have any questions about that. Cause I think by the time this recording goes out, I will know more. Um, what else? I feel like I have a really secret project going on right now, but I like, can't even say it, but I promise you will be the first to know. Um, but it's like, so it's, it's secret, not because of any reason other than like, I don't know if it's like happening yet. Um, it's a very, big, more bigger than what I ever thought I could ever accomplish. But you know, here we are. Um, so when that comes forth, I'll let you know, oh my gosh, what other announcements? I don't know. And if there are any more, I'll just keep trickling them all in all my next episodes. So really funny story before you get started on this episode. So I was talking to Lorena, like Lorena, I always say Lorena, but I think it's Lorena. I, and you know, she has a name like mine. It's like Kirsten or Kirsten I get, and my name's Kirsten, but it like depends on how you pronounce it. And sometimes people literally cannot help themselves, but she's from Dear Lash Love. And, um, before I got started with her, I'm like, you know what? I bought this Yeti microphone, not the last Black Friday, but the last one. So in 2020 and, I swear to God, I like forget how to use it all the time. And so I was talking to her and I'm like, yeah, like I almost checked about which way, um, the recording was going. So basically I have this microphone, right. And this microphone sits a certain way, but if you turn it around, like if it almost sounds like you're like across the room and anyway, I was like joking with her. Ha 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 ha. Well, guess what? Your bitch ass Kirsten literally recorded the wrong way. So, um, the quality is still fine. Um, it just sounds like I'm not as clear as if I'm speaking through like this side of the microphone, which now I have a trick because the blue, um, 
logo is on one side and I so I say now to myself blue to you like blue to you blue to you so I'm like making sure I see the blue and that's to me so um (laughs) correction's been corrected after that but anyway um through this episode we talk about you know just the industry really I mean she's such a inspiration in our community she's a whack or not a wax a lash artist but she also sells subscription t-shirts and she was one of the first in the industry to do that um hers are niched to lashes but there's still so much information to be taken from her and she also does coaching and so I myself purchased, not for free, purchased my coaching with her last year when I started with fur because I just really needed somebody to kind of help pull ideas out of me. Like I had the creativity, I had all the ideas, but I did not have like the structure. And so she was really great about kind of tailoring what I needed to do and really paving the way for me to succeed in the fur world. Um, so and if anybody knows doesn't know what fur is, it's the brand that I work for. So I am a pro educator and trainer now for fur professionals, which is fur you. Um, it's a body care um, serum based company, and it's amazing. If you don't know what fur is, please go look it up. F U R. Um, we wholesale to estheticians, no minimum order. It's amazing. But um, yeah, so her and I talk about coaching and oh, just so much good stuff. So. Um, basically without further ado, I will let us go right into the episode and thank you so much for talking to me and my nine minute and 32 second rant. (laughs) Bye guys. This episode has been sponsored by Grove Brands. You all know that I talk about this company 24-7 and for a good reason. They are a web design, SEO, branding freaking contessors, okay? If you are somebody who has your own business or is starting their own business, then listen up. Us estheticians always overlook our website, okay? We have so much shit to spend. We are like, no, I can't do another dollar. I'm trying to bring clients in. But listen, this is how you bring them in. Your branding is everything. Your SEO, how people find you, your logo. I mean, I can go on and on and on. And listen, Jay from Grove Brands is your freaking savior, Not only does he know how to do all of these things, and I'm not kidding, all of them perfectly, he also specializes and has worked with so many beauty industry people. Like, hello, way to find our niche in the web design industry, okay? So how do we look him up? How do we get his number? Well, I'm here to tell you right now. So find him on social. His handle is Grove Brands or go to grovebrands.com. And when you have a free consultation with him, tell him Kirsten sent you from the waxing podcast for your special esthetician pricing. You're welcome. Don't you like agree when you were doing podcasts, like in the past more often that you would get like the juicy stuff before you'd ever hit record? 
Always, always. And then you're like, dang it, hold on. And then you're like, just pause the conversation in mid and you go, okay, wait, let me just like record and start over. I just did a, I did a podcast with the Brow Fox and we were, oh, I love her. I love her. Good for her. She had started recording 10 minutes before we recorded because we got some good stuff in that 10 minutes where we were just, you know, off the record. Yeah. Every time, every, cause I'm like setting up my guests. Obviously you're like a pot, like you're in the podcast industry. So like, I feel like you already know the deals, but like, you know, when you're setting up somebody and you're like, okay, like I'm not recording yet. And I'm doing this because I want you to know that like, I can edit anything you say and blah, blah, blah. And then like, I'll also be like, are you like excited? And then it like leads. And then I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, like, and then I, I'm half the problem. And then I'm like, okay, hold on. Let's just hit record. I'm like, you're going to repeat that whole sentence again. No, don't forget it. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay, that's fine. Um, yes. Me and the brow Fox have, um, tried and are still trying to come out with a date that we want to go on together of course because like she wanted to do like a mom thing and I'm like god why is it so hard to schedule things like life I've got to tell you I took I decided to take December off from doing anything for anyone else but I decided to do this podcast with you I know well I'm always so thankful yeah Well, it's funny, just like the evolution of like me and like you and I have to share this because like now I feel like, I don't know, we like talk more regularly. I wouldn't say like, you know, we're like texting every day, but I'd say we're homies. Yeah. But like, I just remember contacting you last year and like shaking and like being like, oh my God, they're she's going to say no. And like all this stuff. And now I think about that relationship now versus like then. And I'm like, Oh my God, like now I feel like so confident and comfortable. I have like no makeup on, you know, I remember like getting ready for that interview that day. Because I was so oh nervous. my God. It's so funny. It's yeah. It's such yeah. a weird, it's such a weird world, right? Like yeah. I, I blame social media for that, but I'm, we're the same person. No, no, you are like literally just so fun to talk to. And I want to, and this is exactly why I wanted to do on the podcast. Cause you know, I want to talk about, you know, how you help people and how you really like hone in on good. Like, I don't know. It's, you know, even though your uh, business has like blossomed and flourished and kind of hit a spot where maybe other people haven't, you're still willing to go like day one with somebody who books like a, a time period with you. And like, I don't know, it's like you can get right in their time frame and like their zone and know exactly what they're thinking in that moment. And I don't know, you're very like down to earth in that way. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think it's just like you said, it's my, I don't think that my business is any different than anyone else's. It's just, I think it's the time that I started it mm-hmm. and what social media was at that time that worked in my favor. Obviously, there's other things that I've done to escalate the brand, quote unquote, or yeah. whatever that may be. But I don't, I, and I say this openly, like, I don't think that I'm any more talented or special or better than anyone else. It's just timing, luck, hard work, all those things. But my business started when social media was not what it is right now. So I had like, I feel like I definitely had that leg up and I got in at the perfect time. And so I can always relate to people just starting out. And that's kind of how I, how I've always been. Like I can get along with any type of person. It doesn't matter. I think (laughs) it doesn't matter, you know, where they come from, who they are, what they have. Um, And I think that's been something that people that people gravitate towards is I don't I can have a conversation with with a new esthetician who doesn't know what the hell she's doing. Mm-hmm. I can have a conversation with you or whatever it may be. So 
um, with the coaching, it's like, I, I love, I love talking to people that are just starting out because I know that feeling like it wasn't that long ago. And I still feel that, uh, like I still can put myself in the, in their shoes. And I, I, I still have those moments where I feel lost and like, I don't know what I'm doing. So well, I just feel like really an overwhelm, like, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like, and here's, here's how like you helped me. And like, this is exactly what I want to do on the podcast. But like, I felt like, you know, when we had our session together, because at the time I had just been work, I had just started at fur and I feel like also have like the waxing guy and I had businesses, but I had like, it almost was like an invisible, like clutter around my whole entire head. And I was like looking at you on the computer and I was like, I just have all of this everywhere and I don't know where to put it. And you were like, yes. And I think that's like exactly what you mean. It's like, you are good at like being like, okay, I've been there and I've done that. And like, these are priorities, pull, pull, you know, needle at a time day by day. It's like a reminder, you know? all of us just need a sounding board, especially in our industry, because usually we're kind of figuring it out on our own. And most of us are solo, you know, we're not working in a uh, team environment. And I don't mean like, we're not never around people we are, but it's usually kind of just like a fend for yourself kind of situation. Yeah. So most of us, including myself need, which is why I have Abby who helps me, we need someone to say, yes, that is great. No, that's kind of terrible. Let, why don't you try this? Because most of the time we're just trying to figure it out on our own. And it's so overwhelming. Like you're expected Mm -hmm. to do, uh, to take clients and know how to market and know how to retain the clients and sell product and also be really great at social media. And it's, it's a lot even for me. So I like, so I have just like, so my brother-in-law, he owns a company called Grove Brands. He's a web designer. He's honestly amazing. He's helped a lot of people in the beauty industry, but um, I have like opened like this door. Um, Like I've I've, like basically like recommended people to use him. I mean, he's done all the work. Obviously he's so good at what he does, but like I, he loves talking about the beauty industry because he's like, it's a new world for him. And he's like, Kirsten, it's amazing how much creativity flexibility. Like there's still so much to to discover in this world. He's like, I've never worked for an industry before in web design where I am like, you guys have full range in doing literally whatever you want. And I, it's such, and I'm like, you know what? Like, you're so right. And I'm like, I never, and I think when you're in it and you're kind of zoned in on like your niche, you think the world is small, but like in another person's perspective, they're like, you guys can do anything. (laughs) We really can. That's the coolest part about it is we have the flexibility. We creatively, we could make our business, whatever we want it to look like with the color, anything, the decor with the products that we use, which is, which is my favorite part about our industry. Obviously it was at the time, uh, I just got into it because I liked skin. You know, it's like every girl, Oh, I love skincare and brows and cool. I'll try this out. Not thinking, really not thinking it would be, I don't know what I thought it would be. You know, I just I didn't either. I just was like, cool. I don't have to set my alarm in the morning. I don't have to wake up at 6am. I don't have to have a nine to five sign me up. This sounds really fun. Yeah. Never thought, Oh, I want to, you know, own my own business or a brand. Didn't even know what a brand was at the time. Still really don't honestly. But that's like uh, great to hear. <laughs> and I think people too, cause like, you know, let's just like share really quickly of just like yeah. a timeline of yourself, because I think people see you 
at like a point where, you know, you've gained a lot of traction on social media, you have a great like business, you're, you know, you just had a baby and you're like still figuring it all out. But like once upon a time, there was a day one for you. And I think that people need to be reminded that nobody starts there. Right. You know? Yeah. No, everybody has their day one. I mean, my, my day one is like, I'll just, oh God, it's so long, but really it's a funny story. Uh, I used to do, I worked in the nightclub industry for years. So I was always Mm -hmm. in hospitality restaurants, nightclubs was my last, my last little stint in that industry. And I was making incredible money, but I also saw everyone around me was aging. A lot of the girls were in their thirties and I was at the time 24 and I'm like, there's no way I can do this mid thirties. Absolutely not. I've got to figure something else out. I thought I wanted to be a teacher, which in a way I am kind of becoming an educator in a way. Yeah, so yeah, that I is always cool. loved teaching. I've always loved like, you know, little kids. So I thought maybe I would be like a preschool teacher or something like that. And then, uh, uh, I just stumbled upon, I went and got my brows done by this girl and she was so cool. We got along so well. She seemed to really love her job. I, at the time had actually quit doing bottle service because I knew that I would keep doing it if Mm, I quit. Um, So I quit. I kind of like switched gears, stumbled upon the aesthetics world that I didn't even know existed. um, And was like, this is what done. All right. Found my thing. I'm going to sign up for school. Maybe a month later, I found like impulsive decision. It was very impulsive. I was like, this is it. Okay, great. It's what 13, 14, thousand dollars. Okay. I can't afford that. I'm going to, yeah. so I, and I didn't do that. <laughs> and I didn't have a job, I think. So then after meeting that girl, she's like, you were actually looking for a spa manager. Do you want to apply? I applied, got the job and it oh was my gosh. like a glorified receptionist. Right. But I yeah. felt so like, this is like, everything's working out for me. This is great. So I worked there for a little bit and then I applied, I moved, I had moved away. So I go Back to my hometown of San Diego. I apply at Bellis Academy. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Bellis. And I walked in. I saw a couple other schools. They were all, I mean, we know how beauty schools can be. They're kind of. They're all different. Yeah. And some they're all a little ratchet. A little questionable. <laughs> a little, yeah. So Bellis, I walked in. I was like, okay, it's clean. It's inviting. All right, done. Yeah. Had to take out a loan for this twelve thousand dollars. Pretty sure I'm still paying it off. <laughs> Literally, I think same. I th- I don't. Is student loans even considered debt? I don't know. I ignore all of those. <laughs> I, I think that they're not. Like I just. I think I pay like a hundred dollars a month on all this. Um, Every so, other debt's paid off, but student loans. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I want to do it. Actually, good debt. So, um, so yeah, I signed up and that was it. The hardest part, though, truthfully, was that I was at that time. 27. Mm So I didn't have a job at the time when I moved back. So then I found a job at a hair salon, but I was making $9 an hour and I had a roommate. I couldn't afford rent. I couldn't afford to pay my bills. I had to like put that loan on hold. Like there were, it was, it was a mess, but I just knew that I had to get through the school six months. So I like put stuff on credit cards. I don't honestly don't know how I paid my rent. I, I can't remember. I yeah. I'm like $9 an hour in San Diego. I'm not a hundred percent sure how you did that. <laughs> I don't. And I didn't have, I didn't have help. No one was giving me money. So I, again, like I probably blacked it out because it was traumatic. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I basically ate like bread and like tuna. A hundred percent. Like ramen. So I, get, I get through the school. <laughs> 
and then I was like, you know what, if I, if I could get any job, I need to get a job with really good training and something that's going to set me up for success. Like, and I think a corporate situation is best. Like I didn't feel like going rogue and working at, you know, this hair salon that I was at, I wasn't ready to like take my own clients. I just wasn't there yet. So Mm -hmm. I got a, I applied at, um, Burke Williams, which is like a, a chain. Yes. Yeah. I'm familiar. It's like a California based chain. Fancy. I'm quoting. It's like a fancy spa. Chain yeah. Spa. So I get a job there. Uh, and you know, immediately like, didn't like it, but I will say I had the, the most incredible training. It was a tent, like a nine or 10 week program. They paid me eight and a quarter <laughs> and still couldn't pay my rent. But I learned so much about products. Mm-hmm. I still remember what they taught me about those products. And that I feel like is what made me feel so confident going out and being able to rent a room, work for someone else. Like, because I could show up and say, I know everything about products. I know ingredients. I know like what, what they, what they do. And most people coming out of school, like kind of have an idea, but they don't really teach you much. Right? No, they don't. And it's, and, and also it's such a short lived experience that like, can they teach you that much? Like you're real, they care so much more about sanitation and you just passing your exams that like the, the like actual like breakdowns of products is like just on the back burner the whole time. It, it's very minimal. At least it yeah. was for me, you know, yeah, me I, too. It's, I hope that it's improved, but so I felt really good I, straight out of school. I wouldn't have been able to go to someone and say like, yeah, I want to, I want to work for you. And this is what I can bring to the table and I can do a facial and I can also find clients. But after working at Burke Williams, I walk into a place at this point. Now I've lived, I moved, moved to LA. I know it's a lot, but, uh, I walk in and I'm like, I can work for you. I know how to sell products to people. I know how to push products. Mm-hmm. I know about customer service. I've done this my whole life and I know how to do a facial. It's not the facial that you learn in esthetician school. Like now I've been practicing, I've been using my hands. I've seen hundreds of people at this point because Burke Williams too is like the turnover. They make Uh six or seven a day. Um, And so I felt really good about going into that part of the industry going from it working as an employee to then kind of venturing out on my own and like working for someone, but also renting my own room. Well, so. like okay. Going off of that, I feel like there's so many more people that I'm starting to meet in the industry that kind of like go off on their own. Now, do you believe that like school might have just gotten like better? Or do you think there's more resources out there for people? Cause I used to kind of be, I used to be the person that's like, Oh no, work for somebody before you go off on your own. But now I'm kind of like, well, is that bad advice? Because like, who am I to say what another person's capable of doing? Because I was like you, yeah. I wouldn't just have like left school and opened my own place. I, that wasn't me though. And I think I like confuse people by like giving them that hard advice, but I've seen people go out and be like completely successful, but I think too resources and Instagram and like courses and training and coaching, all of this stuff is like at your disposal nowadays. I think it's social media. They're like, yeah, so many. And look, everyone has their opinion about social media. I think social media is incredible for what it is. So if you pick apart all the bad things about it, then then it's terrible. And we don't like it. And it's time consuming. And oh, it's draining. But I look at it as like, it's a resource. It's a marketing tool. Mm -hmm. And I think people are just able to learn so much more than they did. And people now have someone like me, someone like you, where they can 
go to for advice or they can go to our social medias and learn mm-hmm. things they wouldn't have learned in school. So I think it's, it's like a shortcut, you know, in a yeah. way it's like, Hey, I'm here, but I can get you here. If you, you know, just follow yeah. like these steps or something like that. I had a girl who was on my podcast just last week. It hasn't come out yet. Well, I don't know. You know how it gets confusing. Like it might be out by the time they hear this one or whatever, I know. I know. <laughs> but she said, um, you know, she's like big on TikTok, and she was like, honestly, if I'm up too overwhelmed, I just post and ghost. And I'm like, I love that phrase post and ghost. So she just posts and then she's just done with it. And I'm like, God, that is like weirdly, like so simple, but like good advice. You gotta do whatever you gotta do. You know, like, and yes, I'm all about social media. That's how really how I built Mm -hmm. this part of my business. A hundred percent. I owe it to Instagram back in 2015. But I'm all about doing whatever works for you. So if for you to be consistent on your social media, because it is brand awareness, it is an Mm -hmm. online presence, it is important if you are wanting to be successful. Is it for everybody? No, there are some people that are wildly successful that don't even touch Instagram. Good for them. That's great. But in my world, what I do, it's all about showing up. But yeah, sometimes I do post and ghost because I don't want to, I'm like, I know I need to post it but I just can't like go there right now. And right. You're like not in the mood for social yeah. media. Yeah. So you got to do whatever works for you. But uh, so to wrap it up though, it's like I rent a room. Then I started going out on my own. This was, you know, maybe two years into it. And I start doing everything, spray tans, facials, all of a sudden stumbled upon lashes in like mm-hmm. 2013, had no clue what extensions were at the time. They were very, no, none of my clients knew what they were. They were non-existent. And so I somehow convinced all my clients, hey, you know what? You need lashes now. Let me glue your eyeballs. (laughs) Trust me. And they all trusted me. And that's the thing. Like our industry too is like our clients really do love and trust us. Yeah. And they'll do whatever we want them to do. I agree. So I just had to go in there confidently and say, you're going to want these. You're going to be obsessed. And they were all obsessed. And I flipped all of my clients from facials. I phased out of that into lashes because I just like couldn't do the facials anymore. It was hurting my hands. And anyway, so I got into the lashes. Out with facials. That was like my thing. I don't know. Um, And like, I think lashes are kind of like a lot like waxing. It's like, how do you like, it it just, you get so good at it, like that niche. And you're like, damn, I'm like, I'm so good at this. You know, whereas like facials can vary so differently on what the person wants, like experience wise lashes is like a whole, you know, you can like niche down exactly like the style that you do. And like, yeah, that's why I liked it is it was like, okay, I had one thing to focus on and it's just every single lash lash and you're just tunnel vision. Where's a uh, facial, I kind of felt like I was like here and there and well, cause like this person needs this peel. This person needs this one, this yeah. one needs this, but then they're sensitive to this. It's too complicated. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, yeah it's, it's very intimidating. Yeah. Um, and so I just decided to focus on the lashes, but then of course, you know, I don't know. I posted about this the other day. I don't know if it's like me being an entrepreneur, like kind of crazy or psycho or whatever, but I was like, I can't do this when I'm 60. Like, I'm not going to be in here doing lashes when I'm 60. Am I? I don't know. And so I started thinking and I was reading like the four hour work week at the time. And it's all about like creating your passive income, which everybody talks Mm -hmm. about now. But back then it wasn't a thing. No one was talking about 
passive income, building a business. And it just what it just didn't exist. And so I just looked around and realized no one was making cute t-shirts that had lash quotes on them. Like so simple, right? But not one person was doing it. Not for brows, not for beauty, not, not none of that was around. Explain to me, like, cause I just, as like a, as like a person who comes up with an idea and goes like, this is a good idea. Like how was like the moment where you were like, oh my God, no one's doing this. Oh my God. I'm like holding like a really good idea in my hand. Like, is that just such like a cool, like overwhelming feeling? I mean, it, it starts to burden. Cause then you're like, oh my God, there's so much to do. But like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think I thought of the time, like, okay, this is like the golden nugget. I just uh-huh. looked around. Cause from what I was reading was like, find, you know, that white space, like where is, where is a gap mm-hmm. now? Everything's so saturated, but at that time I'm like, Hmm, okay. I never know what I want to wear to work. I like jeans and a t-shirt. I would love to be able to wear jeans and a t-shirt to work, but I feel like that's a little too casual. But if the t-shirt has something on it, that's like, I'm a waxer, I do lashes, mm-hmm. that would be cute. But everything, so then I start looking around, everything was like, the few things I found were like, I'm a waxer in some really terrible box. Yeah, like, totally. So nothing was branded, like, and no big lash brands at the time were really doing any cl- apparel. Uh-huh no one was doing it. So, and at the time it was like Borboletta, Lash Affair, EBL, uh, like J brand, just like a handful of people that were recognizable. And I'm probably missing some people, but I just was like, I'm going to just, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make them. I have, I love fashion. I have good eye and I'm just going to try it and see what happens. And I started meeting people on Instagram somehow. Like, I don't know how it really happened. It happened. Isn't so it funny? It just like starts to like spiral. It was just weird because I think at the time, no one was doing anything really like innovative. Well, Instagram, you know what? Kelly Baker talks about this, which I think is really interesting. Your story just sounded a lot like hers um, earlier on, but Kelly Baker says the same thing as what you just said. She was like, Instagram at the time had just been about posting like your food and in your experiences and like your family, there was not people posting their work, their, their business, their, this, it was, and Kelly Baker. Yeah. She, um, gives a lot of her thanks to Instagram and just being the person at the right time doing the right thing. And you, and when you said that, I'm like, God, I heard that in a Kelly, you know, Kelly Baker podcast. That is that's exactly what it was because mm-hmm. at that time I really did look up to Kelly. I was like, okay, she's the face of her business. Like she's doing this, like, huh? She was definitely inspiring to me. I'm like, I, okay, I don't want to come up with lash products because everybody's in my opinion, everybody was already doing it. Right. Which wasn't the case, but I already had seen six successful women around my age ish doing it. Okay. Yeah. Not going to even try that. What would be in my opinion, I was like, what would be complementary to that? They're not touching. I'm not a threat to them. Mm-hmm. And it's something that they would want. I know. So, like maybe they would want you to, you know what right. I mean? Like so, it's an opportunity. Like, that Now I like, think about like, that's kind of where my head went, went was, okay, I don't want to compete with them. I want to be their friend, which mm-hmm. is kind of how my brand has been this whole time. Like, I don't want to compete with anyone. I want to be everyone's friend. I want everyone to like me and I like them and we're all cool. And like, there's no, I'm not coming out with a tweezer to like stomp on your tweezer. My teas are just fun. Everybody loves them. They want them. And what I started doing is like putting people's products in with my t-shirts. So when I come up with the t-shirts, I started taking pictures of like Borboletta's tweezers with my shirt. So 
people are doing that now, but it's like, I was doing it years ago when it wasn't really a thing. And it just caught, it just, people liked it. It was different. It was pink. It was fun. Um, Kelly Baker was definitely my inspiration though, because she created a product, but I just kind of switched it and thought of something different that I could do. And yeah, well at the time too, like of when you were going through that and Kelly Baker was going through that, like products and t-shirts and like tangible items that weren't like, you know, um, services for estheticians almost felt off limits because you're like, Oh, that's a brand's thing. That's what brands do. And you don't really think like, right. Where do those brands start? They start exactly where you're starting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I guess it's like this like moment of like, aha, like you can do that. They do it. Why can't you, you know what I mean? And yeah. so I don't know, like Kelly Baker being like an esthetician, like one of the first to be like, I'm going to make products. Like that's not just for people that are a product brand, you know, it's I don't know. Not it's just cool. for target, right. That's yeah, yeah. I saw is like, okay, I can initially it was, how can I make a product that my, that my clients would want to buy? What could I make? And I was like, wait, light bulb. No. What can I make for artists? Yeah. I've started making the, the clothing just because no one else was touching it. And people are now, of course, it's like people are making lash teas and all the teas all over the place. But yeah. because I started so soon, it's, it elevated into a a solid brand, I would say, where now I don't just have to sell a t-shirt. Well, yeah. Venture into other things like my trust, my likability, me showing the process of everything all of a sudden turned me into a podcaster. And then people wanted to know how I was doing things and I'm open and we'll share whatever. And so that kind of spiraled into the coaching part Mm -hmm. where I felt like people just need someone to talk to. And I can talk to people all day. Like I love customer service, connecting with people, like it all falls into the same, you know, pot for me. So uh, that's just, that's kind of how everything has evolved is it started with the t-shirts. It was never a thing. It didn't exist. And that's why it did so well. Is it, is it like, again, like I said earlier, earth shattering? No, but I know I have. Sometimes it doesn't have to be earth shattering though. People need to be reminded of that. Like people, you know, it's like, we're so saturated with ideas and like, oh, that one's good. I could never do that. It's like, maybe your idea is so simple, but so effective. It's like, you don't know until you do it. And most of the time too, it's like, I mean, you've built like a brand. Yes. But I just think as somebody like looking on like a perspective view, it's like, you've also built like relationships with people where people are invested in you. You could probably come out with like, I don't know, something beyond and people, people would be willing to buy it from you because they like you. Like you've shared so much of yourself that it's just likable. Like, you know, it's like, um, um, Shay Mitchell. Yes. I love me some Shay Mitchell. Guess how many base effing bags I have <laughs> too many, too effing many. And guess Actually, what? Because it's her bag. She's not, and, not paralyzed. It's because it was hers and I like her. And guess what? I do like her bags, everybody. So shout out to base. Of course. But I literally just trusted her. I don't even know her, but I like but her. I will say it's like, no offense. There's nothing super special about her bag. Anybody can make that bag. There's yes. nothing super special about this bag. Well, actually there is. It's <laughs> like waterproof. It's super cute. It's got little compartment so there is but yeah, your dot bag is very cute but people like it because they're like cool what is she doing next and they're connected to the brand like That's they know right. i came up with the design and i am emailing the person trying to figure it out and i'm using my savings to to buy this bag so that i can sell it like people are connected to what's going on and how i'm doing it and what you know so it's but that took how many years for me to do that 
Yeah. It took a long time. Like I've been doing it up until now and, and everything ebbs and flows and changes and evolves. And now I'm at a point where it's like, I love the products, but I've been doing it for so long and everyone around me is doing it now, which is great, but I'm not as inspired by that. I know that I can make really cute shit. I'm confident in that. I have great style. I know design. That's fine. But now I'm seeing like what I really, really am inspired by is other, other people that I'm helping. So that's kind of where like the coaching just naturally happened was during the pandemic. Everyone was like freaking out. Yeah. And I felt like, and everyone was asking me what they, what to they should be doing. Yeah. And when I was going through my own stuff, but I was like, okay, hold on tight. And I'm all of a sudden offering coaching calls to people. And it just naturally evolved because I wasn't taking when you enjoy them. I wasn't taking um clients anymore. Yeah. I was had been doing the clothing and clients for a long time. And then right when the pandemic hit was when I was like, oh, I gotta pick. Yeah. I need to, I started like if anyone's like listening who's like, well, how do I do both? Like I want to do sell products and I want to take clients like you can do it. But for me, I was doing like 70, 30, then it was 60, 40, then it was 50, 50 of this is time that I'm talking about. No, for sure. And then eventually it was like, I can't be, I, I'm starting to be burnt out with my clients. I'm not giving them the attention they deserve. I really want to be focused on this. I think that's how, you know, where you burn out. Are you burnt out with your clients or are you burnt out with your t-shirts? I was burnt out with sitting with my clients and feeling like I was stuck there. And I don't say that to like, I never want to be negative about taking clients because the amount of money you can make taking clients is like insane. Well, and, no, you're amazing. And when you're there, you're so happy to be, you know what I mean? It's like when you're there, you're so happy to be there. But when you have a million things on your mind and you're like putting lashes in, you're like, fuck man, I really need to be like doing this. And it, it, I, I can understand. My heart wasn't in it anymore. Like I felt like I was not in love with it anymore. I was in love with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like, I couldn't sit. I felt like I was constantly wanting to be elsewhere and be doing other things. And I knew that was my cue, but it was obviously terrifying because I had booked solid. I had was making great money taking clients. Yeah. And I would say another little thing is like tidbit is online products is a whole other beast and it requires even more attention than I ever gave my clients. It's just a different kind of attention. And no, I don't have to be sitting here for eight hours taking clients, but I'm constantly. But you have to be 24 seven on the computer. You know what I mean? It's like you left yeah, like so it, eight it, hours of job. It's, like more, it's definitely more like head space work. <laughs> um, but I'm just really passionate about it. And I like, again, that I can kind of do what I want. So I, I started taking the coaching calls and I really like doing that. I like, I can't get to my DMs all the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, when someone asks me a question, I really, really want to take the time to answer it. But again, then it's like a 20 minute texting conversation. And I don't, I need, I needed more than that. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to just going to see if people want it and if it works and people, there, there really is a need for it beyond yeah. t-shirts, beyond cute, like people need someone to talk to. Well, and- tell me like exactly like, cause I think too, when I reached out to you, cause like, you know, you specialize in like lashing and then you also specialize in t-shirts, but I'm not a lash artist, nor am I a t-shirt person. So like, right. who is like your coaching for? Obviously I now know it's, it's for someone like me even, but like, you know, yeah. I, I think more than anything, people need to like know that like it, it's just, well, you can just take it from here, but 
Yeah. I mean, it's for really, it's funny. It's obviously it's for someone in the beauty industry. Yeah. It really, it, it really is. But I've taken people that are in the fitness industry that are in like the clothing industry. So it's really, all of my clients have been females. Would I take a male? Absolutely. But I would say if I had to like really be specific, it is a female age 21 to 41. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken a few older clients than that, but that's kind of like the age range either just starting out in the business, not knowing what direction to go to, or someone who's like a seasoned vet, who's also like, Hey, I'm burnt out. And I, my, my creativity is like out the window and I just need help. Like what, where should I go next? Uh, I want to raise my prices. How do I do that? I want to change my logo. Can you help me? Can you help me pick between X, Y, and Z? Like it, it really is anything that you want it to be. Um, then I also show people, how to create social media graphics. Okay, social media is big. You're yeah. Yeah. Like, or just like with you, it's just like walking people through the process of like how I uh see social media and like how I use it. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to explain in a blog or a newsletter or on Instagram for like a story. Like you really do need to be with me one-on-one to understand the process. For sure. Uh, Cause I watched, you know, when we did our session, like your mind just started going, you were like, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Yes. Here. Okay. And we're going to go here. And you were, it was like the way you were like, your workings were like, you know, you can't put that on paper. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I did create a social media beauty industry, social media guide. That's like four pages. And so I did my best to put it on paper and I think it'll be really good for everyone because obviously there's nothing better than a one-on-one call like this, but if you need something that like, okay, after the call or down the road, when you're like, huh, I can't remember what we talked about. You flip through the guide. It's like step-by-step kind of like how social media, how I've made it work for me. And that's the key is, um, I don't ever want it to be cookie cutter. Like people who know me know that my style is like, I kind of go rogue. I'm not mm-hmm. like, type a, I'm not overly organized. Like I just kind of share what works for me. Uh, and I just want people to, I think, like take advantage of social media. That's really, in my opinion, like what people should be doing is it can be an incredible platform for you to build your business. Uh, if you take the fear out of it and just have more fun, like we we're all creatives. That's kind of why we're in this industry. So take that creativity and put it onto a, a digital platform. Like well, Instagram. Like- you're really good at reminding people too, like, you know, just because your creativity doesn't look like mine, doesn't mean it's, you're not creative. Like creativity looks like in the beauty industry, it can look like whatever you want it to look like, you know, Absolutely. but just being consistent. Yeah. Just being consistent, whatever that looks like to you. If that means it's one to two days a week, great. But it is important. It is the way of the world. People look up other artists and products in Instagram it's mm-hmm. just what it is. They want to see that your shit looks looks cool and looks you, inviting. Do you have a TikTok? No. Do you no. think you're gonna do it? Do you think like you're gonna venture? Cause like, man, TikTok, like, man. <laughs> Probably it's not. So hard. Probably not, because I'm only one person. And so if I had a team where I could, you know, take a day and do a bunch of TikToks, great, but I don't. I'm a new mom. I don't have a team. Um, I'm 
taking the coaching calls. I'm trying to come up with new ideas. There's no time for TikTok in my opinion. (laughs) And like TikTok, like it's a whole thing. And like you can, and like now TikTok's become so saturated too. That's like, it's like throwing a freaking needle in a haystack and trying to find that needle right now. It's like, oh my God, it's so hard. I was, I, I just got done talking to a TikTok, like esthetician who got 13 million views on just showing people different positions to wax in. I mean, obviously she was like clothes, wow, but 13 million views. And I'm like, holy shit. Okay. So that's great. What is that? Ter- those 13 million views. What are we getting from that? Right. Is she, is she then creating a waxing guide? one I feel like that's what you're for I feel like that's what you can help turn things into the whole I'm so glad you said that because I feel like too when you're starting to build traction and you don't know where to go next I think the perfect step is to hire a person like a mentor a coach whatever you want to call it I know everyone doesn't like the terms but I know I feel weird I don't know what else to call besides coaching but it feels so you know because you're like I don't want to feel so like I'm here and you're here and I'm coaching you. No, it's like, but like collaboration or like just idea building. I think when you like, like where I was in a point where I needed you was like, I had all these ideas and I knew where I wanted to be, but I didn't know how to get there. And I think you're, you helped pull out just some like key things for me to work on versus like, okay, maybe, you know, you're focused on that and I don't really know why yet. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah. like the whole purpose. So I love that you just said that. I love that you said, okay, like now what though? See, that's where your idea comes from. You're like, okay, but how do you, how, how is she scaling that? So right. and that's very fair that's question. Why everybody needs a mentor, a coach, whatever you call it, because you can only come up with so many ideas. Like I'm burnt out. I am burnt out. I need Abby out there to be like, why don't we try this? Or, mm, that designs like looks a little uh, like I, everybody needs that. Like every single person in our industry needs someone to go to. And it needs to be someone that's not their boyfriend, not their husband, not their best friend. It needs to be someone that is like completely uh, unattached to them. For sure. So 100%. that's kind of where the coaching, whatever we w- are going to call it. I know. Well, I don't know. Everyone has a different I've, coaching mentor. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to all sorts of women, women in their forties that are kind of trying to figure out the social media world, uh, girls that have just graduated esthetician school that just want to know what, what should I be focusing on next? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, women like me, women like you, who just like, we need someone and we can't, we're not, you're not hiring someone full time to be like your creative director, right? Yeah, so in a perfect me. world. <laughs> in a perfect world. Okay. So yeah. Let, and just to kind of like, I guess, like find like a final destination, who do you look up to? Because I feel like too, like being a coach is so hard sometimes because then it's like, so who inspires like the coach, you know? Cause like you're helping so many people. So where do you pull inspo from? That's a great question. I, I find a lot of my inspiration from social media. Mm-hmm. Like and it's it, surprisingly enough, what I, uh, gravitate towards is like fashion brands and random, like it's no one specific. It's like random small businesses that I find on Instagram that are like creating pottery, like custom pottery is what I've been really into lately. Or they're just like creating their own niche, like curated products. Um, do you know who Amanda Francis is? No. 
Okay. So she built, she has the book called like rich as fuck. Okay. Okay. So she got asked this question. She was like, who inspires you? And she, her answer is so similar to yours. She was like, honestly, I'm not inspired by like a person. And she was like, and I don't mean that in any type of way. She goes, if you look at my Instagram and who I follow, I don't follow like any of my competitors, any friends, anybody alike. She goes, I follow destinations, traveling places, food, um, like things that just make me happy. And those for pull inspiration from me with my moods and emotions. And I'm like, Oh wow, that's close. That is, I have like a personal Instagram. That's like my like family. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's a very personal one. And I follow a ton because my dear lash loved one gets, I don't see anybody's anything. I'll have my mom will say, did you see my posts the other day? I'm like, mom, no, I didn't. I don't, I don't see your, I'm sorry, mom. I don't see your post. I'm really inspired by like, yeah, like design, uh, interior design for one architecture, food. Um, like I said, like been really into looking at like pottery and uh, just like home decor items. And that's, it's not even a specific person. I'm going to send you this Instagram after we get off and it's called my coworker. She's a microblading artist. Um, she's like very creative. Like she bought like an old house and like completely renovated it by herself. Just really, really, really amazing. She follows this page and I follow it too. It's called like design dot therapy. Okay. I'm going to be like, Oh Ooh. my God, it's, this like beautiful design, but in, in like a therapeutic way. So like it all just matches so seamlessly and it all like co-create. Wow. Like you'll, you'll have, you'll just see what I'm talking about. Like, oh my like there was like this pot and like this kettle and like, it just was so like designed and like, I, I can't even explain it. It's called design therapy. It's That's amazing. Media. People say they hate social media. I'm like, what? You're doing it wrong. You're doing it You're wrong. Doing it wrong. Oh, yeah. Cool shit on Instagram. Like, that's where I find my ideas. And it's not necessarily from the beauty industry. Sometimes know? I think that can scar your um, yeah. creativity because sometimes I think when you follow, and I have a lot of beauty industry people too, but sometimes when I pay attention too much about what other people are doing, it makes yeah. me feel A, less about my ideas or B, like I should be doing more or C, I start to get influenced by people's personalities and then maybe I morph into that on accident. So like, I think sometimes too, people need to find it like really important to like every once in a while, if you're feeling really guilty or negative about social media, maybe you should be muting people that are making you feel like that. Don't unfollow them. Cause if you like them, if, and sometimes these people are like your friends, but like take a break from them. Like, you know, like maybe they're hindering your, not by purpose, but like hindering your influence about me or you or whoever I'm sure people have moments where they're like okay can't deal with Lorena right now like cool she had a baby good for her yeah like mute me no like really mute me because I want people to feel comfortable with that if I'm making people feel some type of way like or if they can't like express themselves because maybe I'm doing x and they want to be doing z mute my ass like (laughs) I'm giving you permission I actually had to do I'll share this because it's okay to do that with with a blogger that I followed because she moved. I'm not going to say who it is, uh-huh. but she moved. And now she's like, buys really expensive clothes and like is living this life that I feel like I can't really relate to anymore. Yeah. And I still like her and I still am inspired by her, but it's almost like I was following her for who she was before. And it's no, yeah. nothing against her. And I'm sure people no, she just about me. Like 
they followed me, started following me when I was single, when I was hustling in my business, when I was wearing all these lash t-shirts and I was going to events and I was doing all these things. And now I'm a different version of that person. And I've actually like, and I'll talk about this too. I've actually had, it's been like, I've been having a moment with it because it's like, I have my daughter, I'm 30, going to be 37. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to events like I used to. I'm not as in it as I used to be. Mm -hmm. And I have a little bit of a complex, like, okay, eventually I'm going to fade out. It is what it is. And people are going to, maybe people liked me before and they don't like me as much now. And that's Mm -hmm. just the reality of it, right? Like when you're, when you are the face or so connected to your business that people might be like, Hmm. I'm going to mute you today. And that's like kind of shitty. It's a shitty yeah. feeling. Yeah. Um, and so that's just something that I've like, I'm totally fine being transparent about, but I think it's important to share those things. Like I've had those moments of like, maybe I'm not that cool anymore. Cause I have a baby and like, I don't dress how I used to dress and I don't care as much about things, uh, that I like that I used to care about. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too, it's like, that's the beauty of being in the beauty industry though. Is like, maybe a morph is like happening. Maybe you're uh-huh. just morphing into like a new version of yourself. That's going to um, be in a new niche of people. Cause think about it. Like us, like I'm a mom, I have a two and a half year old. And like, I find there's like a whole, like, you know, beauty industry mom group. And I'm like, Oh, hi. Like, thanks. You know, I'm here. Like I'm now in this group of people. Yep. So, you know, like funny because there's the mom groups, but then there's people that will unfollow because you're posting about your kid totally totally and I but I don't care <laughs> I think what my kid's doing is really funny and I'm both like <laughs> I just think it's a look for me if I'm going to be connected to my business the way that I am I have to do what's authentic to me and what's authentic to me is how I'm living my life right now yeah and so that's kind of just what I've learned it's like if I'm going to be on social media every day I'm going to share what I want to share, but I always want to help someone. I always want to share some sort of tip. And I guess that would be, you're not asking for a tip, but I'll give one. If somebody's like, God, I just don't know what to share. You can't go wrong with sharing a piece of information. That's free, something that will help someone. And I really try to do that every day. You're rarely going to see my stories with like no purpose. I just don't, I don't go that way. Like I want to make sure that someone's like, Oh, that's a cool water bottle or, Oh, that blogging tip was really helpful. You actually helped me out with that a lot. You said, and I like, I feel like you could probably repeat it if I like give you the the starting sentence, but you said like every story should have blank. Oh, I thought, you know, (laughs) well, it should have a beginning, middle and an end. There you go. That's it. That's how I see stories. Mm -hmm. I see them differently than some people. But I think if people start to see them like that, it will click a little bit because sometimes you just like pull out your phone and you're like, uh, I don't know, like, what do I do? I don't know where to start. Well, there's a beginning, a middle and an end to your story. That's why it's called an, in a story. Yeah. So, and, and it's funny because haven't you ever seen the stories where like somebody's like in the middle of processing a lash lift and then like all of a sudden it's just like nothing. And you're like, yeah, that give me the lash lift. Like you're like, give me the lash lift. That's my point is people don't pay attention. They're like, oh, I'm just going to, they're all over the place. Like that story makes no sense. I need to know. And which is why I kind of like, you'll see my something in the morning, you'll see something in the afternoon. And I'm trying to be better because I finally feel a little bit more normal after having June. Uh, Yeah. Four months today. And I feel like, okay, 
I still feel terrified to put her in the car and like really go anywhere, but I feel more like myself. So I'm getting better at like dabbling in Instagram, but trying to end it, like end it with whatever. Maybe it's your nighttime tea. Maybe it's a quote that you like. Maybe it's you lighting a candle, like end the story so that people can close the book and go to bed. End the story for the day so people can close the book and go to bed. I love it. I think that's like the perfect ending that like any podcast has ever had. (laughs) Remember when you're on your stories, (laughs) close the story. Like, and I, I um, think that's like such simple, but like very, very powerful advice. Thank you. I think that um, I'm not the smartest person in the room, but I have a lot of information up in my head and I can like say it in a way that clicks for people, I think, because It's just, yeah. I think putting people on podcasts though, I think more than anything, and like you were already on a podcast. So like, I know people already like, if they listened to and listened to your new one, like they already kind of know, but it's like, when you get into podcasting, it's like, you start to see like personalities a little bit deeper. And I love like the point of this podcast with you is like, just, you know, like hearing this conversation, seeing like how, you know, the steps of your life happened and how like down to earth you are and then going on Instagram and maybe you have always reflected you in like a different world. It's like, this is your reminder that like, and I'm talking to people listening, but it's like that if you can do it, like they can literally do it too. Like this is humanizing you, you're right. This is like humanizing me. And this is humanizing anybody who comes on here that people feel some type of way about from afar. Like that's why I love to podcast. That and same because I feel like there's times where I'm on Instagram, like people don't even, they don't know me. They don't even know me. Mm -hmm. And if they, and which is why I do like the podcast, because I feel like I can give a little bit of my personality and you can hear my sarcasm. Like you can get to know me because Instagram really is, I'm not going to say it's highlights because I am exactly who I am on my Instagram in real life. I, I know that to be true, but it's just, it's such small I wish people could see. I wish I people could get to know me. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's, it's like you, it's such small, unless you have a live going every hour on the hour, it's such a small yeah. piece of your day. Like and, and people need to be reminded. I remember Miley Cyrus and I only listened to a little bit of it, but it was like, the, I don't listen to call daddy or daddy call. I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's like the really popular podcast is called call daddy. Yes. It's, I, well, it's funny that you say that because my fiance's like friend is dating the that girl. That girl. <laughs> oh, shut up! <laughs> brought that up yesterday. It's like call me daddy or something. Call me daddy. Yeah, yeah that's actually hilarious. But I remember Miley Cyrus is on that. LA, that's why it's like LA is like very. Yeah. And if you grow up here, which I didn't, but he did, it's like you know weird things like that. <laughs> oh, I know, like working with fur. Um, all those girls are like in New York and like, they know the weirdest shit about celebrities. And I'm like, in it, I'm loving it. I'm like drinking every tea that they're offering. So, um, <laughs> but like, I remember Miley Cyrus went onto that podcast and she was like, man, podcasting is so cool. You can literally say whatever the fuck you want. And she like literally said that exact quote because you know, it's like, uh, you have to, they're so censored in like interviews and like going on to yeah. like, uh, you know, um, Jimmy Kimmel show, like they're, they're everything's so structured and they get asked a certain way. And she's like, man, like, this is kind of cool. You can like, just stay and do whatever you want. And I'm like, I, I think that was really like, yes, Miley Cyrus. Yes, you can. <laughs> it's true though. It's, uh, that's why I like it because I know it's cool. certain things I'm not going to say on social media for a lot of reasons just professionally speaking. And there's just something more intimate about a podcast, but 
it's branding, right? It's like there's there's shit you just don't say on social media because anyone can see it. And I guess anyone could listen to your podcast, but they'd have to like deep dive and listen to the whole thing and then like find that little nugget of information where you like said totally. and <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I know. You know. Like I'm just not gonna go there on Instagram. Um, but podcast, like, let's do it. Yeah, you're like all the fingers up. You're like, yes, podcast. <laughs> I remember when I first started recording my old podcast, uh-huh. it was like, you know, you kind of say fuck a lot. And I was like, ah, well, I do in real life. But then I had to kind of pull back a little bit because I realized, okay, I don't need to be dropping F-bombs all the right. time. Right. Like if someone's in the car, I know I have um, people come on and they're like, well, what the fuck? And they're like, oh. and I'm like, oh no, it's like good. You know, I'm like, it's a podcast. Who loves the F word. I love the F word. I'm gross. I um, don't, I am not ladylike. like if you really think about it, I would rather my kid say fuck than say like fat. Me you know too. what I mean? Like my kid right now, my two and a half year old is says, oh shit. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I secretly can't wait for that, for that moment. <laughs> I love it. Listen, my, my speech therapist was just over this morning and he goes, oh shit. And I go, and you know, we're trying to get some words out of him. Of course, this is the word that he says. And I look at her, I go, that was oh shit. And she goes, that's funny. <laughs> I love it. He yeah, does it all the time. Something about podcasts that are just, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, it's like, it just makes, it makes people more relatable. And that is the point of like, okay, the coaching and the apparel and the brand, whatever, all the things is I always want things to be relatable. And you know yeah. how I said that I stopped watching that blogger because it almost kind of made me feel bad. And it's like, I don't want people to think that I have some like really dope, office space in LA and I'm like wearing all these fancy clothes and I'm like doing brand like that's that is not me I'm I have a place in Woodland Hills I've had it for six years because it's fucking cheap uh-huh. and I I'm just like everyone else right and like I really do believe that like I just started things I think at a different time than other people and yeah I do think I have some talents yeah, you're, <laughs> you're up every day and you're pushing the needle further yeah, but no. some days I'm not. Some days yeah. I'm not pushing the needle further. Some days I'm waking up and I'm like, I just want to hang out with my daughter. That's how I feel right now. Yeah. And I think that's okay to feel that way. You just have to you have to be uh aware that the work that you put in equals the results that you're going to get. And so if you're in a place in your life where you're not able to put in 60 hours of work mm-hmm. into this new product line that you want to push, the results might be different. I and that's okay, you know, and that was me so many years ago, I wasn't in a good personal relationship and I put all of my efforts into building my business and like being busy and hustling and taking clients and like pushing products and taking pictures and like, that's great, but that's not me now. Yep. But you've worked hard to get where you are. So, and And I'm much happier. So I love it. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much. You already know. I mean, I have just been wanting you on for so long and it's so hard to get like, I'm just, that's the only thing about podcasting is it's so hard to like, you know, you're in California, I'm in Florida. Sometimes people are, you know, we're all over the place, time zones here and there, but seriously, thank you. I appreciate it. I know, especially because I have a two and a half year old, what a four month old um, is, is, and it's demanding. Um, So, you know, I really wanted to be here. I was really excited. I want to do more things that I'm like, you know what, this, this doesn't require, this is like good energy. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't have to, I don't feel drained doing this. And then guess what? I'm going to pack my shit. And I'm going to go home. And it's, yeah. 
a great day. So. Well, and I always leave these podcasts really happy. Like, I don't know. I always shut the computer off at the, my, my file is downloading and I'm like, walk down my stairs and I'm like, man, I'm like really happy that I did that. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's a feel good moment. And like, sometimes podcasting, I'm like, Oh, it's so draining. But then when I get on an interview with like the right, like everyone's been the right people. Cause I feel it like I speak the out. Right yeah. And I seek the right people out. And like, I don't know, I get on them. I'm like, man, that was really fun. So that's like a feeling that I got today. I'm just like, oh, it was fun. I'm so happy that you're on here. And seriously, thank you for taking the day. Of course. I can't wait to listen to it. Yeah. And you'll have to tell me when it's live and all the things oh, yeah. about it. And did we cover everything we needed to cover? I believe that this, and I say, I'm like, I always say this about everybody's podcast, but I'm like, I think every, I always think it's, they're so good. I'm like, but also I bring on like the very best people in my opinion. So yes, everything was covered. Everything's amazing. Like seriously to anyone listening, if coaching is, if you need help, like with something as small as like, I feel like what I needed, which was just like, help me put things into like a smaller box. Cause right now everything is like on the floor and needs right. cleaned up. You help me with that. Like, you know, it's like to somebody who's like drastically needing a social media change or a brand change or a logo change, you know, or just advice or advice. And I think you helped me with that too. I mean, like you, the, the phone call that we got into, you could see me like getting more and more distressed. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. And now I know you followed it for Instagram. Yes. It's popping. So, I mean, I'm like, I love it. That is so awesome. Yeah. I've grown the Instagram like thousands of followers in a very rapid speed compared to what it used to be. So, I mean, that was all just from pulling ideas, I think, from you. And I, I credit a lot of it to you and I've talked to them about it. And you're on the affiliate list, just so you know. You're like, I've bolted you. So, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, if anyone listening, if you need, if you just need help, if you, and even if you just don't know where you're supposed to be starting, just book the call. We'll figure yeah. it out. It'll take a minute, but we're going to get there. So yeah, you'll pull uh, it out for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy your babe. I'm going to go pick mine up. Um, you know, we're in the toddler stage, so who knows what mood he's in, but usually it's good. <laughs> usually it's good. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Have a good day. Okay. If you liked this episode, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you can get all future episodes sent straight to your phone. And if you loved this episode, then please head over to Apple to write me a review so others can find me as well. Thanks for listening and I will see you next week.